0: It's not warm when she's away. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. And she's always gone too long. Anytime she goes away. Wonder this time where Back in she's bold. gone. Got see on the StreamYard. I love StreamYard, it's fantastic, it's a beautiful setup. But I just got back from Spain. I know there's many changes that's happening for you, George, back in the States. But we haven't had a little podcast ourselves for a long time.
1: We have not. We are back in, uh, back in bold or back in orange, black. We've actually been, you know, if you follow us on social media, Instagram is Bold Perceptions, of course. Um, you know, you've seen, we've kind of gone towards more of the primarily black setup. I think it's trendy. I think it's like Apple. It's like Steve Jobs V-neck like.
0: What do you think? Yeah, it's a little minimalist, and now the orange pops a little more, which I like cause that's a bold color, the orange, but you got to emphasize it. So it was a good uh, creative decision on your end, Mr. Nussbaum. And I know these creative decisions have kind of helped you out in, uh, quote, unquote, the real world.
1: They have. Uh, so recently just got a new job. I'm very excited about it, but um... – the reason it relates to you know bold is i think doing this podcast was a giant differentiator i just told you i had a couple different interviews, a few it was a it was a long process and i thought i was dead in the water i thought i was just the, you know a dead fish floating along a stream going with the motions floating group thinking no i don't group think don't do that shit. but i uh, you know i brought up the podcast that i do here of course and then that um in my last job transition into me doing a sales podcast. I got asked to do a sales podcast for the entire sales force. And I threw that on my resume, why not? And it was definitely something where they were like, what the hell? Like we haven't seen this. And we were just talking about how, you know, we don't do it for the instant gratification or the instant monetary value. It's more so the bigger picture, uh, about, you know, creating and putting energy into something it just spills over to other areas of life. And I attribute that to. I was a large portion of the pie for why I got the job, I believe.
0: Yeah. Like the big picture is looking past the instant monetary value. Cause you don't get paid for this and you did it to, to build skills, to network with people. And, and I think it's turned out pretty damn good. I mean, yeah, the, you were on a fortune 500 company before and they asked you to do their, their sales podcast. So you were heading to podcasts basically. And did you call the, the new guy? You said, Hey, this is George, the podcast guy. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I thought, like I said, I was dead in the water. <clears throat> and um, honestly, I was just kind of doing it off, off the top of my head, which is what, how I do everything. But I really wasn't nervous. I thought it was just like kind of something where I was like, all right, might as well do it and check out check this off the checklist. And I said, hey, man, I'm looking for a follow-up. I haven't heard from you. This is the podcast guy. Because I knew, you know, they interview a lot of people. There's a lot of interviews going on. Job market's hot right now. So, I mean, you should be interviewing, honestly. I think it's stupid not to right now. But, um, yeah, I just threw it out there. Hey, podcast guy, like, just looking for a callback. I know you guys get a lot of resumes, a lot of interviews going, but I just wanted to throw that out there. You probably haven't heard that one before. So that was the exact line. Might have to NFT that voicemail, Nick.
0: Yeah, bold coin, NFT. Speaking of NFTs, Tommy, um, who we had on twice but last time he was on, he explained the NFT craze. That dude is doing very, very well. I know he's going to like New York City for the um, whatever the one he owns. That the, convention. The, it's uh, the board at Yacht Club convention. The board at, yeah, they have like a convention in New York City. He's invited. I mean, I think those are worth like $35,000 a piece now, like the floor. Dude, we released that episode and then literally right
1: after – Ethereum, which is the coin that it's uh, you know that really supports the projects and the digital art he does with NFTs, um, it exploded. Like it went up like almost thousand dollars in USD, which was like it was insane. Because we, well, we were
0: we, remember we said buy Bitcoin now with that one episode at like seventeen thousand, it went to sixty thousand. Yeah, I don't know. I think we might be. Uh, you know,
1: they say crypto is based on a lot of memes and speculative news. Are we subtly shifting the crypto market? Do we need to come out with a coin? We might. I don't know. Well,
0: that's a, a topic too. We're, we hit on the group thing is trailblazing thinking is always crazy at the start. What's that one quote? Um, they laugh at you, then they fight you, then they worship you or they agree with David, you. David Meltzer. David Meltzer said that. Well, I think he copied it from Gandhi or something, but it is so freaking true. And I've been seeing a lot of groupthink. I told you I was in um, uh, Spain the last month in uh, most of August. And this goes into some of the Corona stuff and whatnot. But I mean, so the vaccination thing is rolled out, right? Like it's, it's all over the place. There's no mandatory mask anymore, but I mean, these, it's still, everyone is, the mask is as tight as it gets. Everyone is, you know, scared to go this place and they're, they're still living. I mean, I get it, the sickness and all that, but at some point, I don't know. It just feels like the amount of like, just listen to everyone else. Like don't make your own decisions based on what you see is, is just mind boggling. More, more so than ever with the Corona, I think it really like showcased where everyone is with their, their group thinking. I'm not saying don't be vaccine, don't do this and that, but it's literally like independent thought has gone out and it's, Whatever the TV says or whatever the government says, I must do, and there's nothing else. Otherwise, I'm judged and I'm ostracized. I mean, they're telling people who don't have the vaccine now that you're not human. You know, Italy's doing a mandatory vaccine. They're you're not human? People. You're not human? Where is this? Well, well people, I've been seeing, okay, I got to get the statistics and share it on this, but like people are saying, like, you know, you're killing people because you don't have the vaccine and it's your fault. And now they're starting to use terms and words like, you know, you're so selfish and you're, you're, you know, when they go down that road, is I mean, there's a lot of crazy shit happening. I mean, obviously, I don't want to get crazy about it because this is what me and you talk about all the time when I start posting wild on the story, is that just gets me riled up. You no, know I mean, why focus on it? Like, move on to something productive, but group think. And I see it so much with so many different things. Trends, Italy's all about fashion trends, right? And everyone wears the same fucking shit. It's just like, like I get it's easy and it, it, um, it, it's evolutionary. Because uh, the, the survival, you know, you look around and you don't want to make the same mistakes as someone that dies by the saber-toothed tiger. You know, you touch the, 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 the fire thing, whatever that makes fire, the stove, and then it burns you. And if you see that, you're like, oh, I probably shouldn't touch it, right? So I get it's like evolutionary to follow what everyone else is doing. But we've seen time and time again that that thinking – for sure doesn't lead to maybe a successful or, or against the grain life that turns out to be very fulfilling. Because how many fucking people are fulfilled in this world now? How many people are sad? How many people are depressed? I mean, the antidepressant stats are pretty freaking crazy. Know what I mean? So I just think we see it so many different times that this group thinking doesn't pan out the way you thought it would. I went on a little rant.
1: No, it's a good rant. I actually, I like the group think topic because, uh, I mean, I've talked about this in re- uh, recent episodes, but my thing used to be, you know, I wanted to be liked by as many people as possible. Uh, blend in, like a chameleon. And so when you first start um, doing things consciously that you consider against the grain, uh, the natural human condition, especially where I was coming from mentally, was to kind of worry about what others would think, right? Because, you know, I want everybody to like me. And I still do, obviously. Like, I'm an extrovert. I'm a social guy. I want to be liked. Who doesn't? But it's uh, it's interesting when you start doing things that are kind of considered the minority or against the grain. Um, Now I like look at decisions I make and not only do I not think about, not only do I not really care as much about what people might be saying about it negatively, but it's almost a good thing when I see that, like that signifies to me that I'm doing something that is considered bold. And uh, you just, you don't want to be, you know, in the in the majority anymore. I feel like, especially with you know what I, everything that's going on in the world, I, I just think that that signifies if people are talking shit about it, that you're on the right path. But at the same time, Nick, we always have this conversation. You don't want to be bold just for the sake of being bold and different, right? Like, what what's the what's the healthy balance? What's the, what's an indicator to you that you are making like a healthy bold decision? Because no, obviously, you, you you don't want to be a murderer and yeah, nobody murders people. That's bold, like, you know what I mean?
0: No, one hundred percent. And I wish I like knew the total answer to that. But I totally agree. When I was younger, it was more like to do something opposite just to be opposite. You know what I mean? I mean, what is a, a healthy bold? A healthy bold is, I think, it's when you feel good. I think when you do something that's wrong, you're gonna know it, it feels wrong in your gut, or someone close to you that you trust that cares about you will say, hey. You know, that's something maybe a little odd, uh, like a close friend, a family member, not people that say, oh, no, don't go do that. That's too scary. But like someone that has always had your back or that you look to for guidance is like, hey, man, maybe take a step back. But I think it's better to crash the car to see how fast you can go and then learn from it. Obviously, you don't want it to crash a car so bad you end up in jail or something really stupid. But you should know like that high end of a risk. But a healthy bold has got to be OK. Damn, that felt good. You know, a healthy bold is, okay, I, I skipped a party with uh, the friends that go every weekend. I went and worked out. Like, I think you're going to feel good from that, right? Like, your body. Like, you're going to, know what I mean? So, some sort of uh, internal feeling. And then I think when you go too, too far or, or a, a bad bold, you know, your your parent or your, your mentor is going to be, okay, you know, slow down. But if, I want to make a point to this group thing shit and how much – It seems like the public is always behind. You know, they they crucified the guy that said that the the sun didn't go around the earth. You know what I mean? Galileo, he was the worst person in the world. Um, Me and you like Kanye a lot and the shit that he just did with the the Donda and all that. I mean, this dude has been laughed out of buildings his whole entire career. And then they say, oh, my God, he, he was always a genius. And then every time he does a new album, they're like, oh, it's Kanye. He's stupid. He's crazy. Five years come later. Oh my God, that was a masterpiece! It's and he, Kanye says this too. He says I've been living in the future, and I mean the public can't understand. And that's the boldest people that literally go totally against society, and they, they push society. But society's not ready for those people, and those people take society, and they they follow them, and they bring them into the new age. So I just want to yeah jump into Kanye quick because this is you know it's pop
1: culture, it's trendy people people care about it. So Kanye and Drake obviously both just dropped. Kanye, Drake has always been in the moment, instant gratification. I, hey, I love Drake, too, by the way. Drake's always been instant gratification in the moment guy. He'll break records on streaming on the first day, first week, whatever. Like, it's always in the now. Drake rides a wave that's popular and just perfects it. That's what he does. He has a million radio, hit, radio hits. Just That's what he does. He's the master of it. He's with the memes. He's with the culture. That's what he does. Kanye, like you're saying, lives in the future. He just released an album in which he debuted it in three different NFL stadiums. Nobody does that, A. Everybody will do that in five years, B. Uh, and C, it wasn't, it's, not, it's never jumping on a wave and riding it with him. He's always pushing and being bold, experimenting. And they're saying recently, you know, I look at the reviews and whatnot, that this was more, less of an album and more of like a, a musical, like, when you listen to it start to finish, it's an experience. It's not something you shuffle and, like, handpick, ooh, this is groovy. Like, the entire thing flows together. And I would not be surprised if, in the future, Kanye slash is pioneering this new trend in the music industry. But to your point, why I'm bringing it up is the public will always be, you know, behind. And I think they've woken up to Kanye and been like, wow, this is going to be popular in five years. But yeah, the the When you're futuristic, like, you will get laughed out of the building. What did Gandhi say? I thought David Meltzer was our Gandhi, but you're saying, you know, he took it from the the, the guy himself. But, no, it's a great point. I think you should honestly feel good when the majority is, like, laughing at you. But at the same time, if your parent or your mentor, whoever it is, is like, okay, dude, stop. Like, you got to listen at some point. You can't be too stubborn. You can't be too delusionally bold.
0: Well, and that's the key to finding the right people in your life. To search them out that will push you and then tell you like hey you know don't go 150 miles per hour right now just go down a little bit you know but I think the best ones too they let you fuck up the best mentors and friends like they're not gonna tell you or protect you as much like oh no don't do it like they'll let you kind of get your feet wet a little bit so you know like you're not gonna learn any other way you got to get hurt a little but yeah Kanye I mean he did the polo the the backpack dressing everyone followed that then uh, was it uh, My beautiful dark twisted fantasy moved the genre. G or er, um, black Jesus, Jesus. I heard is like one of the best kind of rock weird ones. We need to get a dude that studies this. I think that Ko and Brahim studied Kanye. But it's amazing how much he's literally influenced so many different artists, not just in hip hop, but I mean everyone. And you saw Marilyn Manson was out there with him, like all these different characters. Uh, Kanye with Trump. I mean that was bananas which he did with that and just trying to start conversations and he got crucified the dude wasn't like he was just hey the guy's the president can we talk to him and try to make something happen i mean and people say the same thing to him sometimes oh connie you're just being crazy you're doing you i don't know i think that dude drives as fast as he can if he crashes he gets back on his feet and he doesn't i that guy's amazing i don't think he's bipolar i think that's literally just part of his genius i don't know
1: yeah, no, he thinks in color. He does not think in black and white. Another example, when he did 808s and Heartbreaks, Brahim and Cole, if you guys are listening, you guys probably love this, but that was like the first uh, Auto Tune album anybody's ever done. And that was after a, a hard rap popular album. People were like, dude, you're actually done. Like your career is over. And look, everybody, everybody and their mother uses Tune now in that industry. And that was just like the most daring moment in maybe even past decade of music. And it was a decade and a half ago, I think. But, yeah, it's just a small microscopic point on Kanye. But he's a uh, bold uh, man.
0: All right. So, yeah, I was telling you I was in Spain. I kind of shot you a couple messages. I think we're developing a closer relationship outside of the podcast and et cetera, et cetera. And this usually hits me after about, like, three months of just travel. You know what I mean? Like, where I start getting the, the travel blues and the burnout and, like, what am I doing, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it really hit me in Cadiz. I think it's pronounced Cadiz. It's spelled Cadiz in uh, Spain. Oldest city in uh, Western Europe. We just posted a dope reel on uh, Instagram of uh, when Caesar came there as a sequester. When he was 33 years old before he became Julius Caesar, and he saw uh, a statue of Alexander the Great, and he looked at it and he started crying because by the time Alexander the Great was 33, he had conquered the world, the known world. He was the shit. And then Caesar ended up becoming the man, the myth, and, and George did a freaking great um, post about like um, comparisons to Thief of Joy, correct?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's weird. We kind of have a little human history blend into our things recently. It's interesting. But yeah, I I, I, I pictured, um, you know, like social media obviously is the big comparison factory. Uh, everybody's posting their highs. So like, you are you're going up against everybody's highs every day. Nobody's going to fucking post like a, a mediocre selfie on a day they look bad and uh, hanging in bed today, like whatever. But I, uh, I I looked at that story. I was looking into that before we did the reel, but I looked at that as just, you know, the classic comparison factory. And it was like an early form of social media to me. Like you're looking at somebody on a pedestal. Obviously it's not digital, but it's like, they're, it's, it's Alexander the Great's great success, most honorable moment. And Caesar, here he is before he went big look at looks at that and feels like a failure because he's comparing. Comparison is the thief of joy, obviously. And I thought that just was an interesting blip in human history. Um and good reminder, honestly. Like fucking Tom Brady, look at him. He drafted him in the sixth round. He was probably looking at the first five rounds like I'm a loser. Now he has more Super Bowls than the round he was drafting. Like literally. What the hell is that? Um so I just think that was an interesting uh Point interesting, it's important to keep in mind. It's about the journey. I'm getting cliche, but it's about the journey.
0: Yeah, and for anyone doesn't really know the history, I mean, many consider Caesar greater in the grand scheme of things than Alexander the Great. Now, I mean, his um protege ended up being Augustus, who's another one of the most amazing people in the history of the world. But Caesar was the shit, and his life is insane. He ended up, you know, taking over the republic and being the most powerful person basically ever after a huge civil war. But a lot of people agree that Caesar has had made a way bigger impact on history than Alexander the Great. Not taking away the great because he was like, you know, the absolute shit, but he got his daddy's army. He's still amazing. You know, Philip of Macedon. But Caesar, that story is freaking nuts. And I didn't even know it was in Cadiff until I was trying to get a, a a description for you to post. So it's pretty neat. That's like the oldest standing like Western city. The Phoenicians were there, Carthage, Romans, everyone. So yeah, I love mixing in that. And that goes in with my life, the traveling and finding bold shit and and, um it's good. I want to keep posting stuff because five second content blows up and we put you know an hour in the podcast and we get not even seventy five percent of the views as we do on a freaking five second clip. It's freaking nuts. No, I'll leave thing alone, but ain't no sunshine when she
1: No, I wanted to go into the travel blues more because, yeah. okay, so going back to the social media comparison example, obviously, when you get on our story and post, uh, you're posting highlights. Obviously, you're in beautiful places. Like, how could you not want to show that? And it's interesting. It's interesting content, but. The lows that people don't see, behind the scenes stuff. What describe these lows, and what 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 ignites the lows? What's like the main feeling or experiences that get you going down towards that low path?
0: You have no comfort. You're living off dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline. Not serotonin. That's like nice stuff. But dopamine, adrenaline, and it's you know, you meet so many people, and it lasts a couple days. And you get jaded from that. I've talked about this stuff on this, this, this before, but you get tired of traveling. It's, oh, shit, it's another cathedral, and it's another this. And I actually watched a good video recently about this dude that's been living in Bucharest, I think, last four years. And he was kind of having one of these, these breakdowns that happened to all, all of travelers. And he's like, we're just an experience to people. Know what I mean? We never really fit in. Never really develop a a good group because we're on to the next. Or everyone in their back of their head has this like, oh, he's gonna be gone. He's leaving, and and it's like never like you don't get that comfort of you know. Well, I'm ready. I can talk to my father whenever. I can see my best friend from a long time ago, and you're just kind of on the go. And it's like you're just you start over every freaking day. Know what I mean? One day I'm with the sexiest girl in the city walking into a club. No one tell me to do shit, having the time of my life. The next day I'm all by myself in a fucking hostel with the weirdo 50 year old that is scared of everything with his mask on. I mean, it's like it's just a freaking roller coaster. It makes no sense. But I mean, it helps you really figure out like a lot of people define themselves on their external things. Know what I mean, but when you're basically all your external shit is gone each every day. It's like your ego gets tested a lot. Like, who the fuck am I? Like, you, you got to really find what is going on. And obviously, it's like a rubber band. You know what I mean? You get stretched. Oh, my, I'm getting high. I'm getting high. It's amazing. And then, snap. You're like, oh, shit. And you got to keep going and going. And it just, it takes a lot of energy out of you. And when you have no one that really gives a fuck about you in person, luckily, got FaceTime and stuff. It's like, damn. And then you start questioning everything. You know what I mean? And then you get more pissed off because you look around and there's people in the summertime working seven days a week, 14 hours uh, a day for seven euros an hour. And you're like, why am I depressed? Why am I sad? I'm doing whatever the fuck I want in foreign places, seeing beautiful people, beautiful beaches, eating great food. And I'm sad. That's like a, it, it, it compounds like what? why? Why am I being like this? But like I've said, you just you get more experience on dealing with it. And then you wake up the next day or the day after you're like, okay, fuck. Thank God I'm free. I can do what I want, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. It's just a compound of many different things. But I think it, it comes down to comfort, you know, with relationships, with places, with routines. You need to get routines and, and things like that. And also you start filling holes metaphorically and literally, you know what I mean? And, and in Spain, I was trying to fill it with pussy and it, it gets old big time, you know, instead of... I need to work out. I figure I need to work out more. That's a great thing for, for dudes and endorphins and really focus on like a mission, you know, like a, a business or bullet perceptions and all that stuff. But when you start filling it with booze and women and, and things that are uh, instant gratification, you know, it, it's a slippery slope. Does that answer your question?
1: Yes, it does. I was laughing at that. We, yeah, we had that FaceTime recently where uh, you, I felt like you ran into that wall where it was just, it was the slippery slope A and B, it just uh, it reached a point where you're like, okay, well, now, like, now what? You know what I mean? And um, I do think I, I'm a freaking, I love working out. And it's not about the physical shit for me. It's not like, obviously, I want to look good. Um, but the mental aspect of like doing something that is a long term benefit for you, it's, it's so nice. And uh, I, I want to go back to it's so interesting that you literally, because, okay, let's look at this objectively. The people that would benefit the most from having external external belongings and or status, you know, are people like you, okay? You're a good-looking quarterback. Let's be real. Don't be smiling too big over there. But you're a good-looking quarterback. You know, you're you're socially capable. You can make friends. You can do this and that. So a guy like you would benefit from, you know, being in a high social status within a group and then you wouldn't be starting over every day. They'd be like, "Okay, we know who he is. We know what he's about. He's got this, he's got that." So when somebody like you is dropped into a completely new simulation, we'll call it, every single day where you got nothing to speak of about yesterday. You got no, you know, external things floating around you. He's a quarterback, he's this, he's that, he's got this podcast. Like at, that is when you find out who you are. Because you – and A, you have to bring it every day. You have to bring energy every day because you're meeting somebody new for the first time. You're an experience to them. You want to put your best foot forward. I just think that's interesting that with no comfort comes, like, literally no prior history of who you are, what you're about. You don't invoke any emotion or previous thought in somebody. Like, if I, if I, my best friend will say, I talked to him yesterday, i've been talking my whole life like i don't even need to show up i don't even need to show up and be even 30 percent of myself for me to leave the day having that friendship and having him think highly of me but you it's it's a new video game every single day it doesn't matter what you did yesterday with whoever they probably don't even know that person a b that they're literally seeing you for the first time so i would imagine that's kind of I mean, it's, it's a definitely a good, healthy challenge, but it could probably get exhausting at points having to show up and do that every
0: day. No, no, 100%. And that it does. It really builds the character, the communication skills, maybe his style and just how you act, the presence about you. Because, yeah, you don't rely on any status, any past, any of that. You know what I mean? And a lot of people that you're right, do this traveling are kind of like loners or lone wolves that, maybe are running away from different things and, and trying to find themselves and, and be these different people here. But yeah, it is very interesting. And I think I do it because the comfort, like I just start dying when I'm in comfort and I got to get out of the comfort and and get the adrenaline pumping. Cause you know, even when I hit these lows and I go find my comfort after a week or so, I'm like, okay, enough. I had enough. Like I'm itching to get moving and itching to, to do new experiences. But even if I found a little spot and I had my little high status and and people knew me and whatever I had my comfort, you don't get the highs of this life because this life the highs are something that I would have never imagined. The only way I would imagine it if I was, if I had fifty million dollars in the bank, a big yacht in the Mediterranean, and yeah, I mean that those are the kind of experiences you can get from this lifestyle that would it would blow your mind, and you don't get that sitting in minneapolis uh, you know with your friends from high school or or that kind of environment so (laughs) to get the highs what what goes up must come down mr um what was his name isaac newton gravity to get the highs you got to be able to handle the lows and that's that's tough
1: when you have your highs your best days when you feel like you're clicking on on all cylinders when you feel like a well-oiled machine And like you exude the you know the status and the power you know let's be real people want power people want status people want to be liked it's just natural human conditions it's not it's nothing bad i want all those things too but when you feel like you are putting on well not not a show because you're being yourself every day because you have to but when you feel like you're really clicking you feel magnetic you feel like you're you're living your affirmations I like that one. I, I do. I am charming and magnetic every day. I love that one. Um, how do you how do you get to that point? What what do you what are your indicators? I'm I'm curious. This is a good conversation because it's it's obvious. It's so obvious sometimes. You have momentum, you have social momentum. You can't touch it, you can't feel it, but you feel you know, you know, you know it's there. Flow, flow state. Flow state.
0: Um I think for me it's waking up early. I need Why? that. Uh, My brain, my body works better. Like, you know, you wake up or when you wake up without the alarm, and you just have a rock hard morning wood. That's when you know you're ready to wake up. Like, that's when you know your 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 testosterone's rolling. You got the sleep you needed, and then right to the affirmations. Got to do that. I got to get shit done in the morning. Preferably some sort of workout or exercise. But then right when I leave the freaking door, I have to go be social. Like I have to talk to people and like, hey, I like your shoes, grandma. You look amazing in that coat. Oh, buenos dias, you know, good grandma. morning. Gotta find yeah, a grandma. You, and then that builds. That builds. And also I see a pretty girl. Oh, excuse me, this and that. And you know, I mean, it is routine, and that's on me too. But it's it's um it comes and it goes. That's why if you can uh develop those routines that keep you more in that state, like you're never gonna just stay in that state and you're gonna have bad days and good days and all that shit, but those routines can trick your brain and you'd be like, Oh, maybe you are in flow state. Like the affirmations do that for me. My, my affirmations put me in such a good headspace. It's freaking nuts.
1: Dude. I would honestly compare like affirmations to like, it's a drug. I'm dead serious. It, uh, that puts me in such a zone too. So I totally get that. The other thing is morning routines. Uh, they, they've become like some sort of cliche self-improvement thing. It's looked at as that on the internet, but, I, I can't think of anything worse than not having something that you can fall back on in the morning, like two or three different things. doesn't need to be absolutely the same thing every day, but like if I wake up, I remember I used to wake up and just go through social media. It sucks. Like It does not put me in a good spot at all. Like If you're doing something like you're saying, affirmations, doing something, finding grandma, complimenting grandma, whatever – it's it's such a big difference for your day. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I mean, you catch me on this all the time, and I'm thankful for it. But, yeah, sometimes if I'm, like, you know, on the toilet in the morning, I'm about to take a shower, and I start looking at Reddit or 4chan, and I start minutes. looking at Yeah, it's – dude, and all of a sudden, yeah, within 20 minutes of looking, there's Insta stories like, you know, no. don't tell me what to do. Screw your rules. And it's just like, oh, my – and it literally, if I went to see seen it, it wouldn't have existed. Like, it wouldn't have affected me in that moment. You know what I mean? It just gets me freaking – fired up but it's so damn pointless and i like to keep i don't know we talked about making it just more bold and positive like try to get people to think but it if i read any of that shit in the morning it's it's over i mean not the whole day but i'm i know i can feel it in my head i'm in a bad mood and you 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 call me out on it
1: yeah no i've had i've had mornings where i wake up i'm sometimes when you are uh you know in your nascar car driver zone I wake up and I'm like, oh my god, and I gotta go to the bold story. What's what's about to be on there? Like, it might be four stories of absolute runaway energy. But yeah, I uh, I've been trying to make it an effort to not even hit my phone. Period for the first hour. You know Jim Quick. Do you know who Jim Quick is he's a he's a learning coach basically. He uh, he had some sort of traumatic brain injury as a child, and he was like incredibly behind all his classmates with even things like reading and writing. And then he turned into basically a super genius that understands completely how your brain works as a supercomputer and specializes in learning. Like how, how can you retain info and just literally have like a bigger brain in the grand scheme of things. And he said something that stuck with me cause you always hear stuff like this but only minimal things stick with you. He said going on your phone like in the first 30 minutes is a death wish for the brain long-term like it's just it's terrible for you, terrible for your eyes, your brain, your senses, your spirit, everything. So I try to stay off the phone. But sometimes I wake up, I'm I'm nervous about what you got on a story. If you're in if you're in one of your uh, your ruts, but I agree. No,
0: George, I think that guy's 100 percent right. Like it takes you out of the presence, like your That's present, it. like your life, and you get transported into worlds that you that don't exist really in your life. And it takes you out of the moment. Like everything meditation preaches, everything, you know, be present. The phone is literally Pandora's box. It is probably one of the worst things that's ever happened. Like, you know, the pros and the cons, there's good things, whatever. But it's going to be so, it's so detrimental. I just, yeah, I read some article about the dopamine. We're overloaded with it. The, we're getting fucked in the head and people can't, we're all depressed. I mean, but this, this phone is just deadly. You just, you'd have the self-control though. You No, know I mean, but it's not. Cause you, I remember I wake up and I get a little message from a girl or this and that I get a little dopamine spike and I'm like, boom, boom. And I'll read it. It's just, it is yuck. You can't do it. Like an hour at least is good. No, that's the other thing. That's
1: part of the reason I don't like having my phone either. Like you get so much dopamine when you wake up and check your notice and you have a bunch of messages and it like teaches you to not rely on others for that. It teaches you to wake up and like be at peace with your morning on your own, in your mind. And, um, I mean, needless to say, it also takes a lot of time to, like, reply and process everything and, you know, all that stuff. But, yeah, I uh, I think it is one of the worst things ever, the smartphone. But I also think if you take advantage of it, it's such a deadly, like, weapon for – I mean, even if – take social media, for example, in of itself. If you fine-tune your algorithm to, like, only have, like, positive motivational shit, like, how are you going to feel? If you fine-tune it to – have all this bullshit world news going on about masks and vaccines and stuff, how are you going to feel? Like You can control it. You can outsmart it. I mean, maybe. Maybe it's taught me that I think I can. It's going to bite me in the ass tomorrow, but that's what I tend to think. I think it's a double-edged sword for sure.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to start making, uh, try to do a 21-day challenge or something like that where you don't look at the phone for 45 hours because I think that would change a lot. I think that, I mean, there's so many times I know my mood's changed because of what I read and what I what I do in there. I I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah, it's uh it's slippery slow. But also at the same time, I mean the world's become so much more convenient because of the phone and you especially traveling, you may need that phone for the first hour of your day for sure. Like what what are you gonna do without it? You FaceTime me, you were like, Yeah, I need to like put my energy into something else, create that actually gives you like real life value. And benefits. This podcast does that for me. Honestly, I don't know how because people ask like, "Why do you do this?" And it's hard to uh, it's hard to exactly zone in on it. But I don't know. Like, it just gives you a weird value, weird sense of uh, fulfillment when you do something like this. I know you can feel that.
0: Yeah, purpose. It's it's something. I think the creating gene. Like, I don't know. I've said it many times before. Like sitting on a beach, like in a beautiful place, like you know, with maybe a beautiful person or whatever. It's not fulfilling after a while. It's great for a day or two, but like everyone thinks, that's what they want to lay on the beach and be on vacation mode the rest of their life. But I, we need to like exercise something in your brain to motivate you to work to like to build. I mean, especially dudes. I think dudes need to create. They can't be sedentary. And just type in things on maybe a computer at a, at a dead end nine to five and, and go home and watch Netflix. Like, I think that kills the inner man. So, I think evolution and shit was meant for us to go hunt and survival of the fittest and and go survive. And now we, we can survive easily, right? But we need to be like striving for something or building something. Everyone says the whole, okay, journey is the destination, et cetera, et cetera. But I mean, it's 100% true. Like, even if you don't know where something's going just to something that gets you like your dick hard and gets it moving in a good positive direction. You need it. You freaking absolutely need it. I mean, look at the, it um, wasn't Dan Bilzerine depressed. I mean, I mean what a lot of those players kill themselves. Like, cause they're not like building, I think, you know what I mean? Like just a life of leisure and, and whatnot. And yeah, I mean, that's what bold really helps me with. I think working out does too. It really gives me that, that, that fulfillment, but creating your own shit is the ultimate fulfilling thing. Finding a purpose.
1: Also, there's been so, there's been so many days If people think it's all like fun and games, like doing this shit. There's been so many days where I don't want to do anything like for this, like so many. And like, you gotta, you gotta push through that. Cause the light on the end of the tunnel is so worth it. Um, there's no, seriously. There's plenty of days where I'm like, why am I actually doing this? Like, why, <laughs> why, why? And then you remember, you know, the highs and, the actual value you get. Cause I mean, I've gotten so much value outside of this in my life that I could run home and yell from the mountaintops about, but yeah, like you said, we've had, we've had guys come on to have all the money and like the status in the world. And then they realize why do I care? Like, what's my purpose actually? What's my values? And I, I feel like I'm still looking for that. Actually. We'll see. Cause I can't like, just if you'd ask me, what is your purpose? Like I have, I still have zero idea. Like when I'm only 25, are you, you just
0: turned 26, didn't you? Yeah. No, I think, I um, like- but everyone that says to find the purpose, just try a bunch of shit, you know, and just keep doing it. Then it, it comes to you, et cetera. As long as you're creating and, and doing something. But you know, like you said, the people we've had on or, you know, people I've met that have lots of money and shit, like, like I felt the exact same way, like uh, in my travel burnout, it's like I'm quote unquote living the dream. I'm young. i am having great times in foreign places, you know, doing amazing stuff. And at some points, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't feel good. Why is this? And I told you the compound thing or whatever. But it is because, like, you just need to – something's got to motivate you to wake up in the morning, not just, you know, drinking and, and womanizing and traveling.
1: Yeah. and I mean, there's no universally accepted right answer for that either, like, purpose-wise. I mean, everybody's different. Every, every human being is different. We're getting a little cheesy, but it, it is interesting how – uh how literally there's no there's no carbon copy of you like there's there's literally nobody like you in the world that's that's so I saw something like really cheesy on TikTok about that the other day but it, that's just interesting like your chances of becoming an actual walking organism were already one in a million you know at, at, with the whole conception bit going on but uh that's wild. That you you are an NFT. You are a unique NFT walking around. Man, maybe NFT is the future of uh, human reproduction. We don't know because nobody can copy you, Nick. Nobody can uh, you know get all your wires cooking the exact same way in your brain and put them in another person. It's interesting.
0: No, I saw a meme too. Um, like uh, some kid in a movie theater. He was like twelve years old, and he's like me currently downloading my my new personality after they're watching a movie. Like, do you remember that when you watched, like, a cool movie when you were a kid? And you're like, that guy is so cool. I want to copy him. Yes.
1: No, definitely. And uh, go watch, for a bad case scenario of this, go watch A Glitch in the Matrix. It's about, uh, it's a documentary on the notion of a simulary, simulation theory. It's on Netflix. A Glitch in the Matrix. But, yeah, I you're so impressionable as a younger kid. Or maybe you still are and you're just less aware. You You have more pride. You don't want to admit it. But yeah, you go to a movie and it would stick with you for like years. You dress different. You were Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was your guy for that. I don't know. I'm trying to think of who my guy was, but
0: um, yeah, I think you're right too. When I'm I'm traveling, it's the same shit. No one knows anyone, so the conversations pretty much go the same. And it's just oh blah blah blah, blah, blase blase blase. Um, I don't think yeah. I don't want to get into this now because I want to do that one thing about what I've learned my way through um europe and uh mexico and north america however i want to do that episode and like the lessons and you know not just like oh my god you know th- but i've i've seen so much shit that would like i if because when you grow up you you you're taught like uh the disney thing know what i mean and the soulmates and, and all that and all of a sudden you start seeing reality and it gets shattered in your face and now like the older people have no freaking clue what it's like now you're just talking about these dating apps and instagram and all that stuff
1: like Absolutely. i said i don't know- that's the tip of the iceberg too that goes way deeper than that oh
0: oh my god oh my god like i've told you story i mean like i said i've met 40 chicks probably with sugar daddies girls that you have you would never think in a million years would do it and they're getting flown out to dubai or they get a penthouse in venice and getting bondaged and i mean you know boy cheating on their boyfriends like i mean i've just you hear stuff and, and it's not women too like I used to always I get, I go through like phases with this shit, you know, getting angry about this. And because you're angry about, you know, when you were little, you're like, oh, my God, a soulmate and love and
1: <laughs> oh makes sense,
0: the survival of the fit and why the woman would want to be with the stronger man to survive. And and, you know, it's all like the, the dual mating strategies. This is all the red pill stuff. Not I mean, but like you can read about it and then you can experience it. And when you experience it, it's very it's like like a, the selfish gene. Um, by Richard Dawkins. That kind of like explains, I think, a lot of it. Not the red pill stuff, but like, you know, how how nature works. And maybe it's not all sunshine and, and rainbows, but it is what it is. You know what I mean? And I guess that can make you jaded or set you free. On one end.
1: That sounds interesting. By Richard Dawkins, you said?
0: Yeah, the famous atheist guy. I mean, I don't really buy into his stuff, but the book um, is very interesting. And he kind of talks about why we're here, what we did with evolution and then survival to the fit and, you know, procreation and, you know, why people act certain ways to survive and, yeah, pretty interesting.
1: With a name like Dick Dawkins, I'm going to suspect you're atheist. So that's interesting. But, hey, no, 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 that's the other thing, though. That's, uh, that's a good point. So you just say, yeah, selfish gene, he's an atheist. A lot of people will just be like, nope, not reading it. Not reading because he's atheist. But I think something healthy is to read both sides of things and then figure out what you actually believe in. Because I was about to ask you, you've seen a lot of different sides of different arguments from a young age. I remember I was sheltered as hell growing up, you know, and I was like, dude, I'm kind of scared of this kid. Like he's like introducing me to shit that I don't, I don't want in my world at all. But I think it's important. I think it's important to hear out both sides of the stories. It could be for politics. It could be for religion, uh, whatever it is. But ultimately I think you should read as much information as you can process it then make your own decision on what you really believe in and what, you know what your values are that's a very random little rant but
0: um i can see too why a lot of people um get back into the church or or um because it, it gives you um a lot of answers and clarity like i've been thinking about it like i've been saying ever since notre dame when i saw the fire in, in paris i was like i didn't see it i was in notre dame then i left and then the fire happened that kind of fucked me up but um I think I'm trying to get back in into the, the Christianity because it is, it is like a uh, um, comfort, you know, it's like, um, Hey, there's some answers here and you can give your problems to God and all that. And like, I like the messages and whatnot, but I think that it comes when, like, cause obviously when you're younger, you, you, if you grow up in it, you believe in it. Right. And then you turn like uh, 13 or 12, you're like, the, the guy wasn't in the whale. The, 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 he can't walk on water, Jesus. And then you become like a, an atheist because that's, you know, whatever. This doesn't make sense. And then you, then I went through like the spiritual thing, you know, meditation, all that shit. And now I'm slowly getting back into, um, you know, Christianity and, you know, religion because – I think like what, what that Karl Marx say, like it's the religion is the opiate for the masses, like exactly what it is. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, I don't want to worry about all this stuff and go crazy. Just give it to God. But then you don't want to be stupid either and, and fuck up your life because, oh, everything's in God's hands. And I'm going to get married through the state and et cetera, et cetera.
1: No, I've heard a lot of crazy stories about guys who have done really bad things and girls um, like finding Jesus. Right. Or finding God. And uh, I don't know if it's because they're panicking and they need to feel, you know, the opioid of the masses. That's a great phrase. They just want to be able to give their problems and write it off, you know, write it off on the, uh, the taxes religiously. Or if they're like, they've grown up, they've seen things, they've done things and they've had realizations. Nobody will ever have the right answer. Obviously. But I just think it's an interesting, um, human trend. Like you see people go to jail and find God and
0: like, yeah, like a cop out. Like it's a yeah, yeah is it a cop a, out or is yeah. it like a
1: deep realization? Yeah, I bet a lot
0: I bet a lot of them for sure. And I mean, like it's the easy way out, like le- least path resistance that are working on themselves and writing their wrongs. But no, I, obviously I think it's like I'm talking about it right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? But a lot right. of people um in this red pill space did that. They did like a one eighty, now they go live on a hill <laughs> and they only they they're monks to God and like It's a deep rabbit hole. So anyone goes down there, like, just be careful. I think a lot of it is very good for life and, like, understanding people. I mean, they talk about, you know, the 48 laws of power. A lot of them are freaking clowns, right? But, you know, real human nature. And that's what I talk to you about a lot and I try to bring on this podcast is, like, that's what I feel I see. I feel I get to see the world without a mask on because I'm a foreigner. I'm here for one day, two days. Like, the world is – there's no one hiding in front of me. It's just real type shit. You know what I mean? And when you see that stuff, it's like, yeah, you see the most beautiful things in the world and it's amazing, but then you also see the worst parts of humanity and, and et cetera, et cetera. And, and it makes you, like, it's just a roller coaster. You know what I mean? Because like, okay, where, you're, where you live right now and what you're doing, a lot of people got masks on. Maybe when you and your boys are sitting around, you can take it off and do whatever, but you go to your old nine to five, you've got a fucking mask on. You go to your gym, you put your mask on. You go to you know your old uh, high school bar, you know what I mean? And he just think about this every freaking day. I'm out di- a different thing. Like we talked right, about let me, that. let
1: me make it clear that I do not go to my old high school bar. I do go to my gym,
0: but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I saw, so I, I think I, I see the, without the mask shit and I talk about the masking all the time.
1: No, but hundred percent, hundred percent. You, even if you got like, I got a great freaking group of friends, right? Love them. I'm not crying either. That was just snorting, but I love them. They're great guys. Uh, but like obviously in between even like this is for any social structure. Okay. Like there's masks, whether you think it or not, like I I got a mask on. Yeah, of course I have a mask on. There's other people that I'm around at all times where de- like deep down, I care about what they think about me. Like it's impossible to not like you want to impress people. You just do. So it's very interesting to step back and think like, how would I really live if like actually didn't matter to anybody else. And I actually don't think people think about you as much as you think they do, period. So that should just, that should, that should, that should signal to you that why wouldn't you do whatever you want to do anyways? Cause like you think people are talking and care about you. and I don't know if they do. Uh, a couple people do, but.
0: That's crazy. That point that you've probably never experienced. Well, I mean, when you're all alone, maybe what, uh, yeah. With what no one would think you've never experienced that, right? Yeah. No, and that's no, most no. people.
1: Cause so I went to St. Thomas, University of St. Thomas, great place, was around a ton of successful people. And I attribute a lot of, I don't know, my, my successes to who I grew up around there. But, like, still, even still, like, you're friends with a lot of people from college and, like, you have a network and you kind of want to stay in good standing. You want to impress people, and you know what I mean? So at times you're not going to be out there you know i've i've gotten better on that spectrum maybe worse compared to or you know, not not compared but depending on how you view it worse or better but i just have like drifted away from the status quo i would say um, but at the same time you're still subliminally in your mind like what are people going to think about this that but that's a that's a whole another
0: conversation you no know, but the whole thing like it's trippy that most people they never experience what it's like to be with no one that knows them and, and, like, just by themselves all alone to see, like, what they truly are. I mean, with That's, no mask on.
1: Well, the hypnotherapist we just had on, Farah, which was a crazy experience, by the way. That's a whole other conversation, too. Um, but she, she was saying, like, the number one thing people need is relationships. Like, they need connection. Like, they have to have it. So does that go hand in hand with – you know, taking the mask off, because if, if you really were uh, unapologetically just yourself, no mask, don't give a fuck. Would that, would that hinder your relationships that supposedly you need? I don't know. I don't know. Or would that make you more magnetic because you're being yourself? Because you're genuinely yourself compared to a lot of people I know. Maybe you put a mask on for me because I like that you're, yourself. Who in the fuck knows? But I think, uh, I think it's an interesting conversation. Because ultimately what are you looking for? You want the connection or would you rather be yourself? I don't know. It, it,
0: well, I mean, being yourself too doesn't mean you're a total jackass. I mean, I guess some people are, but usually you got internal problems if you take your mask off and you're a total ass. Yeah. You know I mean? So I would hope that's that's not the case, but it's interesting. It is interesting shit. The hypnotherapy, I'm glad you did that. Shit's amazing. But oh, what I was gonna make the final point here is it is fascinating. So I'm on like one extreme trying to find comfort. But you're doing it good where you have, like, the comfort, but you are getting out of it and, and taking the, the – um, what is it called? The uncomfortness. Like, I'm on one end, and I'm trying to find some comfort, trying to balance it, and you're on the other end doing the same thing, getting the the crazy – I can't even fucking no, explain it. No, no, yeah,
1: that's a good point. We're uh, – yeah, it's like vice versa almost. Yeah, cuz I have I have all the comfort I could possibly need. I live in a house with two of my best buddies and three of my best buddies just live moved in next door. I don't even think I told you that. So I have I have five guys right here. Like with I'm literally looking at their house right now. 20. Your
0: family, your family's close by?
1: My family's close by. I got, I got everything. I got everything I need in terms of comfort, but I'm also trying to find things to like get out of that to push myself to start like and uh, I'm just altering the routine. I remember Joey Bradley living for a living probably six episodes, seven episodes ago. He said, just tweak something in your routine every day. And it's like literally take even just a different drive home. And it's crazy what happens. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to spice it up a little bit. Um, this podcast is an amazing way to do that. Like even sitting down and having this conversation, you get in like a weird zone where you're like, damn things, a lot of different things matter. I'm realizing. So it's uh it's interesting, and you're looking for, you know, look routine like working out, comfort like things that you can point to and fall back on.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like we're both experimenting and, and bouncing shit off and trying to find the the perfect balance. Like that a Venn diagram. Yeah, and uh, I think it's great for the listeners to to see that and hear, it, and that's why it's, it's a good good mesh. So like, learn from my shit, learn from George shit, put it together, and we're we're. We're doing this crazy shit for you guys so you can find the perfect balance.
1: I'm a guinea pig. I'm your guinea pig. You know, Nick's your guinea pig. I'm your guinea pig. I don't know which way you favor. It's like politics. Like, you know, one's left, one's right. And you got to see both sides and you got to come in the middle. I don't know. Or if you just want to stay extreme. Yeah, you, get,
0: you get the nice jokes and happy podcasts of George and you get more of a reckless in your face, fuck you, do a better guy with my stuff. So oh, get man, a balance. You need, you need both, a dose.
1: You do. The yin and the yang. Who knew? Who knew it'd come to this? I mean, one morning I'm waking up, I'm uh, I'm storing about the ideal sl- hours of sleep. You know, find your fit for your sleep. Then I wake up and Nick's got like Obama with thunderbolts coming out of his head. You just don't know what you're gonna get.
0: Bold, baby, living bold, amazing.
1: But yeah, I think I'm I'm cashed out. I I got all my bold uh, my bold jeans out here. We're going to release this pretty soon. We didn't have one lined up, so I got to start chopping her up. Hey, that reminds me, if you made it to the end, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok's kind of gaining some steam. I'm a TikTok guy. Uh, we need to get those those content clips on there for you. Follow us on there if you got it. And then Instagram is our main channel. We're going to start posting some more content on there, like the travel reels. I like that. We take travel reels that are obviously, you know, they're, they're very pleasing. They can go viral, but then you got to put a nice little message into it, too, to... You know, relay it back to bold values. So follow up on that. It's a Good play.
0: Perfect. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's just house, just ain't no home. Anytime she goes.